Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Everybody and welcome back to a special holiday edition of Acts of Cod. As always, it's me, Gina, on lead vocals um, and head lyric writer um, and head producer, sort of the Brian Eno behind the scenes. <laughs> the, the Brian Eno, if you will. <laughs> right, head mixer, the genius. Um, yeah, I yeah again, visionary, genius, um, taskmaster. Look, what? it. I do what it takes. <laughs> I um, I work from dreams that I have that I feel are heaven sent or hell sent. I'm not sure. I don't judge, and I manifest them through my talent. Um, and I invite you into them. On base, as always, we have Anne. Anne, how are you doing? Hey, I'm I'm great. I am enjoying this chilly winter's eve. <laughs> Glad to hear it. No crickets. Perhaps a rustling of my jacket may be heard in the background. But... All right. Well, it's always something, isn't it, Anne? If it's not a high-powered fan or... Pages and pages of loose leaf paper or crickets or an air conditioning unit going on and off. Or just a hyperkinetic, you know, body feel. Yeah. Right. Just like Brian Eno would build soundscapes, you build... Yeah, see, there you go. You build soundscapes. A rural and or city soundscape, depending on where you are. Yeah. It's ambient noise for backyards. <laughs> ambient music for backyards. Ambient music. Oh, <laughs> yes. Damn it. How did I miss that one? Uh, oh, my God. I, I can't you believe it. <laughs> well, you know what? We're going to box that up with All Right Laptop. Yes. And, uh, yeah, poopy. And Cezanne. Uh, yeah. Cezanne's project and what was that, Cezanne? Um, poopy. Poopy. <laughs> poopy and ambient <laughs> landscapes. And on keyboards today. Back think, on the keyboards. Back on the keyboard. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, we've got Cezanne. How are you doing, Cezanne? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. You, you went on a, on a <laughs> spiritual journey. Yeah, I did. Through America Southwest. <laughs> yes. And um, yeah. did you talk to your ancestors? How are you? Fe- do you feel grounded? Do you feel centered? Um, sure. Maybe. Did you get an Ebola tie? <laughs> I could not find one that really <laughs> just represented the Anness that needed to happen. We spent less time in the city than we did out in nature. Ooh. Well, so. well, hey. Can't and ask for none more of than them, that. Well, none of them matched your tapestry best. So. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> All right. But you know what? I, I think if I... I will know the bolo <laughs> when I see it. And guys, we just want to... Um, again, say thank you to everybody um, who's 
attributed to our Patron account. Um, <laughs> we can do this without you. Yeah, and uh, because we don't have enough followers to do Patreon, people have just been sending mini liquor bottles to a P.O. box. Yeah. And um, it's, it's helped quite a bit, so thank you. We appreciate it. But, again, I just, I just want to point out that for over a year, we've had... 36 listeners we haven't we haven't gained a one which means that but have we lost any we haven't lost one i mean that's saying something so this is what i think i appreciate the loyalty you like it enough to listen but not enough to tell one other person Sometimes you want to keep the, the good stuff to yourself. You That's right. You do. That's how I like to think about it. <laughs> Me too. Well, it's like a secret society, you know? We're like, yeah. the, we're like the skull Ooh. and bones of the podcast world. Um, it's our uh, meaningful hobby, again, <laughs> that, um, that we do as a coping mechanism, but... I wanted to say, though, that I I did hear from somebody who said, you know, sometimes it's difficult for me to listen to these topics because the news wears me down and I hear these things and it reminds me of, you know, the fact that we're on the darkest timeline. Right. We're on the darkest timeline. And and here's the thing. I get it because, like, for us, this is kind of a coping mechanism. It's like, for me, it makes me feel better to really sort of analyze the chaos. Like, it helps me feel more in control. But I can see that that isn't how everybody sees it, right? Like, right. So, um, in my case, for, for my mental illness, there have been times... Where I've been told by medical professionals, does it make sense to you that you're the only one thinking straight and everyone else is crazy? (laughs) And I said, well, actually, yes. (laughs) And it just so happens that in our political circumstances... I'm finally in a place where I can say, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I do think that I'm thinking straight and everybody else is fucking crazy. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Do you want proof? Why don't you take a gander at the Twitter feed of our president? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Hey, go to the comments section. (laughs) The fact that I'm saying Twitter. Yeah. Okay. And that's the thing. So what I wanted to do. For other people who have in the past felt that way where, like, you know, other people were like, how rational is it, like, to feel or think that way? You're the one who's crazy. Well, guess what? Maybe everybody's fucking crazy. (laughs) So we're going to talk about those times in history where the whole goddamn world lost its mind. (laughs) So our topic today is mass hysteria. I like it. I love it. All right. Yeah. All right. So, um, I'm sure there's been times that it's happened before recorded history. Sure. So, mass hysteria. Do y'all do y'all want to hear a definition? Yeah, please. Yeah. Okay, because so I've got I've got one. Go for it. Okay. It's an outbreak of abnormal illness or behavior that cannot be explained by physical disease. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a, okay. a mental thing. Psychosomatic. Yeah. It affects people who would not normally behave in this fashion. 
Okay. I'm having problems mm-hmm. with this definition. What is what is normal? <laughs> you know? No, like, I think typically, like, usually. Like, they haven't been diagnosed sense. before with some sort of issue. Well, are you like, on, are you on say... mushrooms right now, Anne? Like, what is normal this time? <laughs> what circle? is normal anyway? <laughs> What do you mean by normal? His definition of normal. <laughs> I just I have to made up take up with normal? the notion of normal. Yeah. Are we talking about Timothy Leary's normal? The Is establishment's normal. Does normal Noam Chomsky's normal. Does normal even exist? Does it even exist, or is there just a spectrum of behavior on which we all fall? That's what I'm saying. I mean, if you if you draft me into Papua New Guinea, would I still be normal? <laughs> so, Anne, in this use, they're talking about normal compared to a person's own behavior. To, Something to they the, wouldn't to their normally pattern. do. Right. Based on their pattern of behavior. Okay, right. a deviation. Behavior. A deviation from what they would do day to day. From their own standard. From their own standard. Yes. I. Uh, okay. Right. Yeah. Can I get on board with that? Yes. Will, okay. you, will you accept that, <laughs> Anne? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So far, so far, Anne is still in the boat, but for how long? Yeah. <laughs> Number three. It excludes symptoms deliberately provoked in groups gathered for that purpose. Oh, okay. Yeah, got it. So, like, not like a cult, like, brainwashing or something or like that. Like a, just or, like, or like a concert where everybody right. just a shared experience like, where you're going into it expecting, you know, sort of a shared experience yeah, of right. a different uh, psychological plane. What? Oh. <laughs> What is happening? Are we doing... We're doing this psychedelic podcast. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, listener beware. Anne is on 17 handfuls of mushrooms. Okay. Anne just injected the psilocybin. Okay. It excludes collective manifestations used to obtain a state of satisfaction unavailable singly, such as... Fads, crazes, or riots. So Beatlemania does not, not count. Not hysteria. What okay. is what mania? Beatlemania. Oh, Beatlemania. What? What mania? Lastly, the link between the individuals experiencing collective obsessional behavior must not be coincidental. Meaning, for instance, that they are all part of the same close-knit community. Okay. Yeah. It's right. not like a random Because group. It, it, like, spreads, yeah. right? It spreads it, like, yeah. a, like a, you would imagine, an actual communicative disease would spread. Right. But, um, so it can't be like, oh, somebody, like, on the other side of town that's never heard of this or whatever is doing the same thing. Right. It's like a contagion. Mm-hmm. Oh. Right. Okay. So, um, the, uh, I was going to do, like Anne says every time, she loves a linear story, loves to follow a chronological timeline. That's the only way that she views history. Favorite way to history. Yeah. History. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that version of. His story. <laughs> and while we're at it, whose story That's what I mean. is his story exactly? Oh, my God. Okay. So the first known is that, uh, so this is Middle Ages, right? Middle Ages. So about 14, 1400s. It was in a con- I'm gonna need an exact date. <laughs> Sadly, I do not have one. Oh my! I will have one on the next story. This one I do not. Okay. It happened in a nunnery. Okay. And they broke out 
אז... אז... פרל קאטס. וואט, וואט? יס. They broke out as feral cats. Yes. So oh, they started okay, behaving as feral cats. So they would screech and meow and hiss. But most importantly, they would bite. Really? Yeah. So I read about this, but all it talked about was the meowing. The biting makes more sense to me, honestly. Really? Why? Can, yeah. Yeah. Because it seems like there's probably some underlying... Like, here's what I want to know. Who are they biting? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, who are they mewling at yeah. and, and screeching at? Is it other nuns or is it somebody else? Well, that's the thing. So they kept bringing people in. They were trying to use prayer. They were breaking them up. And they, they couldn't get it under control... And so it honestly came to the point where they had to bring in, like, troops, like the military of the time, separate them out and threaten them with violence. See, I would until... be fighting the troops. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that, I'm sure that a couple of young men got a couple of bites <laughs> from these uh, feral... Pussies. <laughs> <laughs> Me, yow. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Oh, yes. This cat likes to scratch. <laughs> Coochie coo. <laughs> oh. Uh, and it finally died out. I, li- I like this story because to me, it just seems kind of like perhaps like a group of bored nuns who just kind of wanted to fuck with people and then they saw like how upset everybody was getting and they were like let's keep it up until we until we just can't anymore <laughs> let's see this through to the end <laughs> so the term I heard you say in some of the definition part was collective obsessional behavior hmm. is that what we is that Is that what we try to call it these days instead of hysteria? You know? Yeah. On account there of There are, well, yes, there are several, they, there are several different terms for it because there's, um, they call it conversion. How Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Con- I read that part. Conversion. Mass hysteria, also described as conversion disorder, in which a person has a physiological has physiological symptoms affecting the nervous system in the absence of physical cause of illness, and which may appear in reaction to psychological distress. Well, behavior. and I've I've seen because um, I work on like the very 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 per- peripheral edges of um, like. Um, the medical industrial pro- <laughs> complex. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. It is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they'll use that a lot for people when they just don't have a good idea of why they're behaving the way they are. Like they don't, they've never had a proper diagnosis. Yeah. They're not, it, they don't, necessarily believe that they're like malingering yeah and yet it's real yeah real measurable observable symptoms beautifully said i can assure you i would not have said that given an hour and a half okay (laughs) all right now here's here's one of my favorite and uh one of the very classic examples of mass hysteria that comes up quite a bit Um, and I have an exact date. It was 1558. There you go. And, uh, we talked a little bit about this, Anne. Yeah. uh, Yeah. The dance hysteria that was kicked off by Frau (laughs) 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 (laughs
trophy. Trophy? Yeah, it's spelled T-R-O-F-F-E-A. So I don't know if it's like fee like tea or if it's like fea, trofea, or because it's German, so... Well, at the time it wasn't Germany. (laughs) (laughs) The nation state was an invention of the 19th century. Sorry. (laughs) Thank you for the history lesson, Um, The history lesson? The history lesson. (laughs) All right. And if it was his story, then what was... Her story. Well, I'll tell you what her story was. I want to know what her story was. All right. So, um, at the time, it was a deeply Catholic community. And as as we've all established, all three of us had a Catholic upbringing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. I also had the privilege of um, having (laughs) an evangelical (laughs) and Catholic upbringing. Was it? Wasn't there a mix as well of like some charismatic Catholicism? Oh, oh, you bet. That's yeah. that's that's a special like, kind. Yeah, that's a happy marriage right there. <laughs> yeah, it makes right. sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. I, I mean, if you're asking, did I see people speaking in tongues? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also didn't like the fact that I was like, you know. When I was scared at night, and I was like, demons aren't real, right? And then, of course... They're like, it, oh, yes, they are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> oh, my so, God. So Good is night. the devil. Go to bed. Good night. Good Sweet night. dreams. Yeah. Anyway, so Frau, she started dancing. And... Uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, she was... There, she was twisting and shaking... Having a good day, you know, just kind of want to get some moves going, right? At first, it was just her. Yeah. But by August, the dancing epidemic had claimed as many as 400 victims. Jesus. Wait a minute. Victims or partiers? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It sounds great. The more, the merrier. (laughs) Or should I say... Ravers. (laughs) Ravers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I've been to a party like that. It was, you know, it was like a community and togetherness and yeah, just feeling the beat, you know? Feeling the beat. Yeah. Right. Now, the physicians at the time, and again, I, if you remember, um, they were really pretty good. much 100% accurate <laughs> in most of their... They were they were um, highly uh, proficient diagnosticians. <laughs> God, yes. Proficient, like, um, if you've ever seen the Saturday Night Live sketch with Steve Martin as the uh, medieval doctor, <laughs> <laughs> was he the barber too? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. That's how it works. Totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, so uh, they thought that it was caused by hot blood. Well, hot blooded. <laughs> Check it and see. We all know that it is caused by hot blood. I got right? a temperature of 103. I'm high and contagious <laughs> and I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I'm hot Got a rash. It's really itchy. <laughs> I might need antibiotics or a doctor immediately. Okay. (laughs) But they were hot blooded. So they were, hey, they were like, hey, let them just dance their hot blood out. Yeah. Um, but, um, so the, um, town, in order to, assist they even brought a band in so so far this is sounding like something <laughs> yeah this sounds like uh yeah like hey man coachella hey man it's a again festival everybody <laughs> come some, on maybe so so they're gonna have a little uh mini south by 
A little medieval South by. A little medieval South by. Somebody's going to go, I mean, just crazy on the loot. Oh, man. Um, Can you imagine how cool that would have been? (laughs) Oh, man. They're going to roll out the harpsichord and fucking bing, bang, bong on it. (laughs) Bingity, bangity, (laughs) clang, clang. (laughs) Um, You know... Yeah, get that's a good idea. You know, play the music, get it kind of like when you have an earworm and you the cure is actually listen to the song. So surely they were able to just stop yeah. dancing as soon as the band came, right? Well, uh, here's the thing. It wasn't long before the marathon started to take its toll. Many dancers collapsed from sheer exhaustion. Some didn't end in there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Some uh, didn't end until September or... Wait. Good. Now, what is it, Cezanne? Well, I was saying months of dancing. Months of dancing. Just nonstop. So it I is mean, like the I, original, like, deadheads. I mean, I don't know if, like, they brought them bowls of soup that they could... <laughs> yeah, like, did they pause for toilet breaks? Well, they had they to have take water. disco naps? They had to have water to survive. I know that much. That, I, like, I, I, that's the thing. I don't know if they put their face in a bowl of gruel and then just... <laughs> Like, popping their ass, like, um... (laughs) 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 You know, so they get, like, like a doggy bowl. Yeah. Full of beer and another one full of gruel. Yeah, that's a good setup. And they'd be like, oh, you look good, better back that ass up. So they're just (laughs) popping it. There is a party going on right now where that is happening. I guarantee it. (laughs) That's what I mean. So it's like, your oatmeal, your beer, you're my dog. (laughs) (laughs) What? Okay, that's an entirely different party. I didn't oh, think God. it was that kind of party. I'm gonna, I'm gonna die. What the fuck? That's totally. Wow. Okay. And um, but some died from strokes and heart attacks. Oh my. Um, the episode did not end until September, when the people believed that they may have been cursed by St. Vitus, who was the patron saint of dancers, entertainers in general, and St. Vitus is considered, uh, yeah, uh, actors, comedians, dancers, and, weirdly, epileptics. (laughs) Interesting. I don't don't know how he just got through epileptics. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Just any kind of movement. Yeah. That's true. But, yeah. yeah, so apparently he had, after they went to go, ask for absolution from St. Vitus. Everything was fine. So they just had to get right with it. After 1558, the next um, historical mass hysteria event and and here we're gonna start to see a pattern emerge. Um, if you care to, you know, observe it with <laughs> me. If you care, yeah. if you care about uh, patterns and analy- and analysis. What? Thank you for the invitation. It's a, an analysis <laughs> one only done by Anne. <laughs> yeah, analysis. Yeah, I didn't mean that, but. It came out like that. It came out sounding crazy. Sorry. No, I think it said. I think you need to trademark it. In analysis. In analysis. All right. So, um, 
so Europeans of the 17th century, they were prone to fears that nefarious people planned to spread a plague through Christendom <laughs> via sinister means, oh, God. such as sorcery <laughs> and witchcraft. A <laughs> uh, sorcery. Or, or poisonous gases. Mm, frightful. Those standing fears were exacerbated in the city of Milan, Italy, after its governor received a mansion. Uh, a mansion. Nope. A message in 1629 from King Philip IV of Spain warning him to be on the lookout for four Frenchmen who had escaped from a Spanish prison with a key made out of a baguette. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, I was like on the edge of my seat. I was like, yes, a key made out of what? <laughs> I made the last part up and might be en route to Milan to spread the, ba the plague via poisonous and pestilential, and it says that, pestilential ointments. <laughs> Pestilential ointments. Those yes. Of the kind. Oh my. As we all know, to this very day, the fear persists that what you might think is Neosporin <laughs> or Big Gay is in fact a pestilential ointment. <laughs> I, I think um, this Christmas season at Sephora, you can get a pestilential ointment. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, great for your mother-in-law <laughs> or a sister-in-law who's been particularly evil. Um, it started on the night of May 17th when some citizens reported seeing mysterious people placing what appeared to be poison <laughs> in a cathedral partition. <laughs> oh, what are they doing? Placing poison, of course. That looks a lot like poison to me. I can't think of any other reason. Yeah. Placing what poison. Are they, what are they doing in that cathedral? Surely it's positioning poison in a place <laughs> where we can all be poisoned. Um, <laughs> I know that's my fear when I see people and I'm like, I don't know what they're doing. They're it's poison. Poisoning. They're placing poison. It's the most logical deduction. Um, poison. <laughs> so much poison. Poison everywhere. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Keep it up. Health officials went to the cathedral, but found no signs of poisoning. If you could believe it. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Qu quick question. These are health officials in the 1600s? Yeah. So, men that literally tromped through poo-poo streams <laughs> to get to the church. Um, the following morning, the Milanese woke to find that all doors on the main streets had been marked with a mysterious daub. No, not a daub. A daub. No. And they did Help. spell it D-U-A-B, correct? <laughs> Wait, D-A-U-B. <laughs> that would be dwab. <laughs> D-A-U-B. That's what they did. <laughs> D-U-C-U-B-B. Okay. Because... <laughs> The poison hadn't reached their brain yet. How <laughs> um, the officials inspected the daubs, 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 but found nothing harmful in them. Did they inspect them they with with their scientific kits? <laughs> yes, they did. So, well, what they did was drop a pound of feathers. <laughs> And a pound of lead and see which one <laughs> fell first. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so, um, 
apparently they came they came to the conclusion that it was a a prank. <laughs> no. Yeah. The Daubs a prank? <laughs> How far can you go when you're committed to hysteria? Okay. Well, okay. Daubs definitely. Yeah. Yeah. List. Does it end Easy. in a daub? <laughs> it daubs are easily done. So yes, I will go that far. Does it end in a cabin in the woods where you make bombs that you send to strangers? I don't know. <laughs> As the mass hysteria and mounting insanity tightened its grip, a high number of Milanese stepped forward to accuse themselves. Oh God! Many went to the. I left the daub. <laughs> <laughs> I am Spartacus. I daubed many a home. A little daub will do you. Will do you in? I made you think it wasn't me because I put a daub upon my door. (laughs) Oh, red herring. (laughs) (laughs) Many went to the magistrates and voluntarily confessed to be witches, sorcerers, and sundry practitioners of black magic in which they plotted to poison the city. As reported, the number of persons who confessed that they were employed by the devil, the devil, (laughs) to distribute poison is almost incredible. Almost, but not quite. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's on the verge of being incredible. (laughs) I mean, literally one more person. (laughs) That's going to tip the scales into incredulity. (laughs) But alas. I would have been overwhelmed (laughs) by I'm telling you two more people. Listen, bring me another Dauber and we'll talk. (laughs) Many were executed. God. Wait, they came and they were like, Twas me, I'm the witch. And then they were like, okay, you must die now. Yeah, that's interesting. Awesome. And uh, they were executed based on their voluntary (laughs) false confessions. That's so weird. Wow. It's dark. This is quite a story. This is quite a tale. (laughs) And so this is... So there was no real poison. No. There was no real plot. No. There were simply some people who got a little excited about maybe being a sorcerer or a witch or something, so they so they But it's almost But it's not a roll of the dice. You know if you go if you you know if you're living in like whatever, sixteen hundred Milan. Yeah. I'm a sorcerer witch. I love the devil. You're going to die. Yeah. You're going to yeah. die. They're, like, They're going okay, to kill you. We'll happily, we'll happily kill you now. So, but interesting. Like, anyway. But how many people would honest, like, how many people believe Jade Helm? You know? Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and if. Well, yeah, that's a whole other. I'm sh- like, social media, I'm sure, has. Right. It is a whole other, um, you know, avenue for mass hysteria to spread. Well, and that's the other thing in, like, QAnon and... Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, you could say things that have absolutely no data to support it whatsoever. And there are people who would willingly sacrifice themselves to the cause. Yeah, no, that's so, true. I mean, this isn't. It's so not what a, are they sacrificing? So, is there like, were they protecting other people? Like, no, we, like, we want our freedom. We'll just pose as like a witch, and we'll take the heat. I, I think, in I, I honestly think in that position, it, it, it's almost as if. 
it's a way to like they are willing to die to validate their belief. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, they would have to be because that's what's gonna happen. Right. And I still think that those people exist. That you know that they don't they don't have any data to back it up. They don't have. They they're so strong strongly attached to a belief that even if it is entirely destructive, they are willing to sacrifice everything they have to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like every every relationship they have, their family, they're completely isolated. You know, but to validate that belief, they will sacrifice all. Yeah. You know. Yeah. All right, so, um, anyway, all right. Back on track. Again, what we're starting to see is that there, you know, because people are like, you know, are these, is it, does that happen mostly to women? Or, like, what's in response to, and... A lot of the times, what it is in response to um, are people that live in authoritarian environments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. Where they feel powerless. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. they don't have very much control of their fate. Right. Yep. And so it's almost it's not even a conscious necessarily a, a conscious reaction but it's a contagion and it's just it's, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. No, I'm just like getting worked up. You're working me up. So I'm like, yeah, it's like you're just deprived of your fucking autonomy and everything's chaotic and you're repressed and it's like I mean you want an outlet to freak out to uh, you were you were talking about uh, autonomy and it, what I was thinking is like yeah it wasn't like the probably like the rich merchant oh yeah no was, oh it wasn't who was being like mm. who was being like oh, I'm a sorcerer by the way yeah God, no it wasn't, pers- yeah. The, it wasn't the person it wasn't the per like the person reaping the benefits of like the like in, like pauper class right like oh i i want to rock the boat everything's coming up money for me gold yeah. in my little leather pouch which i made from a deer skin <laughs> you know like yes. in robin hood All right yeah, I like no, we. I do know. Okay, that was a little obtuse. <laughs> but my point being is that, like you know, as we're talking about nuns in the first example, and then you know we're talking about again, like the the Middle Ages was a, a you know a, a hierarchical society. I mean, you're talking about like this is I mean, how long after the. And then, oh, and again, when they were talking about um, the fear of being poisoned, it wasn't that long ago where, what was it, two-thirds of Europe had died? Right, Right. yeah. So. Right, where, like, a massive, like, shared trauma creates, like, paranoia, Mm -hmm. like, a dis, like, a predisposition to like want to be more insular like what's happening yeah. what's happening protect 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 now, i was gonna say st- like stress response like your body can react to stress in many different ways so you know if people are dealing with obviously hardship or like a huge global event of, of plague for example yeah this stuff can come out Right, they didn't feel as if they were in control of their own destiny, right? Right. Okay, so, 
from there, uh, we have uh, the next mass hysteria event. It was called the Great Fear. The Great Fear. And uh, if you again, if you see any parallels, at the start of the French Revolution, oh, okay. just again, uh, fairly peaceful, predictable times. Right? <laughs> Everybody feels cool. <laughs> cool, cool, man. We're all cool. There, uh, at the start of the French Revolution, a general panic struck peasants in the countryside after they heard rumors of a supposed aristocrat plan to use brigands. To use what? Brigands are brigands are robbers. <laughs> so brigands were gonna plunder. Do you feel better about the brigands word? Is that what? Yeah, oh I God. do. I don't. I didn't know what it meant. And they said that the robbers, even animal herds, were mistaken for brigands. Oh my! Hmm. Okay, but a a a gang of brigands could possibly put on, you know, like sheepskin and stuff. They could. I mean, that would be a great disguise for a brigand, actually. Yeah, I mean. If I were going to try to rob poor people, I guess. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. to protect themselves, villagers formed armed militias, which um, we've known as a success-only journey through history, armed militias. Mm-hmm. A move that only exacerbated the problem. The militias themselves were often mistaken for brigands. Brigands but, themselves, you say? Yes. Oh, the tables are turning. By neighboring villages. So when they happened to patrol nearby, some militias further added to the chaos by attacking and burning down houses and fields owned by nobles. Okie dokie. So only when it became clear that there was no such aristocratic plot did the peasants calm down. The entire episode left the ruling class so fearful of them uh, that they uh, hurriedly enacted a series of reforms to appease them. In effect, the great fear became the catalyst that abolished France's old social order, a move that was felt across the world. Huh. Mm. Interesting. Yes. So, um, it was, it had sort of an, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, unintended consequence. Right. Of, yeah. uh, spurning on the... Spurning on the revolution. Sure did. Yeah, cool. Anyway, but then I think we're gonna go ahead and skip to the 20th century. We're getting closer, ladies. Yeah. So, I'm, anyway, I like I said, I, I have some notes. I, I just want to run through another <laughs> mass hysteria event, and I'm glad you're laughing, in because... <laughs> Our next plague is the Laughing Plague oh, of Tanzania. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Oh. Um, our, our next mass hysteria event is the Laughing Plague of Tanzania. Uh, and it began on January 30th, 1962. Okay. Which is, I don't believe coincidental to the fact that it became independent in 1961. Right, yeah. Right. right. No, so that, that makes sense. A bit tumultuous. of a transition phase. Yeah. It's a bit tumultuous. From, uh, from, like, hardcore colonialism? It was at a mission-run boarding school for girls in uh, Kashasha. And it started with three girls and spread throughout the school, affecting 95 of the 159 pupils, aged 12 through 18. And the symptoms lasted for a few hours to 16 days. 
16 days left. God, yeah. The uh. staff were unaffected. Um, so, um, now what they had at the time had believed that, um, you know, that because it had just won its independence, there were higher expectations by teachers and parents on the students. Uh-huh. And that sometimes this is the last resort, these sort of symptoms are. Yeah. Uh, it's a last resort for people of a low status. It's an easy way for them to express that something is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he said, uh, Africa, prevalent in missionary schools and in society, they were ruled by strict traditional elders. So the likelihood is that hysterica was a manifestation of cultural dissonance between traditional conservatism at home and the new ideas challenging those beliefs right. in school, which they termed uh, conversion reactions. Yeah. Conversion reactions. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. So it was, you know, you had the, again, like, it was uh it was like a, it was a whole new world opening up because they had very traditional values and at the same time these sort of you know wanting to try to modernize and right. you know and it was it was difficult and again it was a school of all girls and so the expectation for girls was one thing but they were being educated so for them they were it just must have been so fraught. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, what what future are you hoping to prepare me for if I'm just yeah. meant to... You know what I mean? Yeah, like to, to slip into a traditional role. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I... Well, and then, like, what does it mean where... I, I just think it's hilarious to... The docu the quote documentation of what I don't know middle school age girls are doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the oh, it's the giggling disease. Like what? Like who? Right. Like is that a is that an accurate depiction of what was really happening? Well, the thing of yeah. it, the thing of it is just that it ended up spreading to where it 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 would jump to different villages and it ended up being I think like yeah. hundreds of young girls. Yeah. It went on for 2 years, right? Yeah. But I think it was it, but it's because all of those same elements you know were in place. Yeah. Yeah. And it was and again I think it you know and just like all these sort of like strange almost psychosomatic reactions where you don't even necessarily know where they're coming from or it's just too much. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's it's like your your body is rebelling. It's uh, you know, it's like your consciousness is rioting against Yeah. Well, but I I think like what you're saying about, you know, the giggling and girls and everything, like when there is this kind of like ambivalence about what you know what role they're gonna play yeah you know you take something like gir- traditionally girly like giggling and then you just escalate it to its like most intense yeah like, like oh, well, and, manifestation yeah, and it's now like oh yeah we're terrified we're terrified of these girls giggling yeah but I mean, I don't think there's any coincidence that again with the nuns, it was right. yeah. acting out as felines and, and you know these sort of vicious felines, and then it was a a dancing plague, and then there was, I you know I didn't mention it, but there was like a faux pregnancy phase with another group of girls, and then with this group girls, it was like a giggling thing, and I yeah. do think a lot of the times, the reason it is. 
associated with women is because there is this cognitive dissonance where you are so powerless and I think, you know, because it still happens now where people are, you know, it's like, why are you educating us if you, again, aren't giving us any access to any power? Right. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we know this is all bunk, you know, this is all uh, bull honky. What? <laughs> Yeah, that's not really right. This is all yeah, but I mean, it's like misogyny doesn't exist, or well, you know, it's right. like sure, sure. Like those opportunities aren't available. It's like you're just absolutely powerless. So yeah, it, it, it's crazy making. Yeah, so oh, it, for sure. Right, but well, on the flip side, what happened with the penises? Yeah, oh, well, I'm glad you. Uh, <laughs> What brought that up? And what what always happens with them? <laughs> so there was a penis panic. <laughs> the syndrome known officially as Coro. Coro. Most commonly affects most commonly affects men in Africa and Southeast Asia. Okay. And according to Medical Daily. These men have a debilitating fear that their penis is shrinking and will completely disappear. (laughs) Men who suffer from this believe that if their penis shrinks enough and disappears, Disappears. they will die. How do you live without a penis? I mean, really, how could anybody in the whole world live without a penis? Well, can you think of anybody that doesn't have a penis that is alive no. right now. Literally nobody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How do you how do you even survive without a penis? The answer <laughs> is you can't. The stress from the syndrome alone can cause all sorts of health related sure. issues such as excessive sweating <laughs> and dizziness. So, so sweaty. sweaty. Some people <laughs> People afflicted with the symptom go to the extreme measures to prevent losing their penis, such as metal clamps, what? hooks. I think the metal clamps are a bit more of a danger to your penis than the than it disappearing. Say, the then, idea then the, that your penis might the, the wand and you disappear. Bibbidi bobbidi boo. No, I think. The I think the healthiest and safest thing you can do is find the tightest clamp. You want to reduce the blood flow that that appendage gets. I mean, because then it'll be really. They're like yeah, people. It won't get infected. Yeah, they're like people are people's penises are disappearing. People right. who have, you know, used these clamps, their penises are disappearing. So That's clamp right. it better. Learn from their mistakes. Clamp it better. Clamp it harder. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. In order to save your penis, find, again... The, the strongest... <laughs> clamp you could find. Now, it's going to turn clamp. purple and blue. You will lose sensation. That's how you know it's working. <laughs> You will lose all feeling, and um, and it will disappear like you were afraid of. Eventually, it will like disappear. you were terrified of it doing in the first place. But then you won't have to worry about it disappearing. Oh man! Wow. So, but that was the uh, journey through uh, mass hysteria. And, um... Merry Christmas. Wow. Oh. Listeners. Now you know. Can I, can I dance my poem out? Something it's called... It <laughs> yeah. Be. It's called... An Ode to 90s Dance Hits. All right. Indeed. Ah. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, hold on. Ah, there it is. 
the unmistakable rhythm of the night. These December nights. Oh, it's the return of that Mac, Satan himself. No. Ready to pump up the jam on the war on Christmas. Only 100% of pure love will get you through. It's another night. Where the Prince of Darkness demands everybody dance now. Because when LaBouche asks you to be my lover this holy season, you must finally say no. That's it. That's good. Bravo. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. I I just... You can cut it out, though. Totally. (laughs) You know I won't. Absolutely will not. Um... Well, guys, I just, you know, we just want to thank you. Um, I guess we're going to consider this the end of season one. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I, it, I think it's been a year, Yeah. right? No, it definitely yeah. has. I um, thought it was more than that. I thought it was two years. Year. <laughs> you know what? Again... <laughs> You know what? I'm, I'm not a flat circle. Flat <laughs> circle. Um, so yeah, we'll 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 wrap this up in season one and a half. Um, but again, we just wanted to thank our loyal thirty six <laughs> listeners. And um, again, you don't have to tell anybody about it. It's okay. It can just be between us. If you want to write. A five-star review. God will not be upset at you for lying <laughs> on this one because it's an act of charity. Yeah. Um, if you want to um, donate to our Patreon account, you can't. We don't have one, but again, we have a Patron account, which is where you just send mini liquor bottles to our. P.O. Box. Yeah, that helps a lot. That does help quite a bit. Um, but you can reach us at Acts of Pod on Facebook, Acts of Pod on Twitter, Acts of Pod at Gmail, which Ann <laughs> checks yeah, religiously. I check approximately once a year. So Merry Christmas. I'll right. see you next year. Right. Um Twitter. Oh, Axopod Instagram. Axopod your mother's <laughs> house. Axopod Santa's lap. That's right. Axopod. And um, Brigands. The French army. <laughs> Brigands. Whatever they're called. Um, oh, that's God. And I think God, that that has to be it, yep. right? Yeah, that is. That's all. If you can think of more <laughs> places right. we need to be, simply write us in at axapod at <laughs> If you can think of, of more social media that you will not contact us at, um, then let us know through the other forms of social media you haven't been contacting us at um and uh again i want to thank the 36 (laughs) listeners who i'm convinced are all people we know so um thanks for hanging in there have a great holiday season enjoy yourselves enjoy yourselves and dancing yeah never stop dancing never stop even, let put your face into the gruel and back it up. Yep. Do it. That is a good battle um, cry. <laughs> do it till you're satisfied. Yep. And uh, that's it. Thanks. We love good you. Good night. Good night. Love you. Good morning. Bye. Good night. Good night. Now. <laughs> no. And. Mm. I saw that coming.
<laughs> Wait, why won't it stop? Hold on. Let me just make it stop. Make it stop! No. 